Welcome back to the Windy City Wire podcast. My name's Sam Tadaglia. Uh, it is Thursday, February 1st, and this is our fourth straight week in a row we're doing these podcasts. And I, I'm just happy to be here with my two good friends, James Maurice and Kevin O'Malley. Guys, how you doing tonight? Doing great. Happy to be back. Doing well. Glad uh, glad KO's back. And um, yeah, we got a, a loaded episode here. Yeah, likewise, KO. Good to have you back. Uh, yes, for sure. Big episode. A lot of signings in the NFL. One that literally just happened as we started up this Zoom. So we'll touch on that as we know right now. But um, yeah, we'll talk some Bears. We'll talk just NFL playoffs, NFL coaching situations. And then we'll just talk. Just I'll give you like a one minute analysis of what has been going on MLB free agency. So, I mean, boys, let's just kick it off. Bears. So last week we talked on the show about Shane Waldron. Kevin was not here for that show. He's going to give his takes on it. Um, he's coming in from Seattle. Uh, he worked with Gino, made Gino like comeback player of the year last year, two years ago. So he's got a little bit of resume. I mean, he's worked with good wide receivers like uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it to you right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on Shane Waldron? Uh, yeah, I love the signing. More I've looked into it. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's built him up. He's built himself quietly like a pretty solid resume uh, over in Seattle for the last three years. And then he first became like a name back with McVay over in L.A. when he was when golf was slinging it for, you know, going nuts over in L.A. for that last year. Then was there for the first year in Seattle when Russell Wilson was like an MVP candidate. Then he got hurt but like had surgery on his thumb or some shit. And then he kind of sucked after that. But then obviously Gino, I mean, just revived his career. He played a big part in that. Obviously, uh, what's the guy's name over in Tampa? I forgot his name, but he, he was uh, an assistant coach and then he went over there and uh, revived Baker's career. So it was kind of question on who did what or whatever. And more I, dove deep on this last year Seattle was still like low-key a pretty solid offense uh throughout the year I mean I don't know if you guys are familiar with these uh the stat DVOA uh it's basically like an advanced metric probably like the easiest metric to go big off of like when just looking at the project like projecting success for the rest of the season and it's like a metric that studies like the performance of each down or Team success on each, depending on what down it is or whatever. It's hard to explain, but yeah, they ranked twelfth in that, and then t- top ten in EPA per play on offense. And then Gino, I mean, he missed like two or three games. He would have thrown for four thousand yards again this year if he played those two games. Only threw like nine picks. He still, they still beat the Eagles with Drew Locke. I mean, it's not like this guy knows me. He's when you ask around the league, like the whole league wanted him and he chose us uh i mean I, I love it you know it's finally we we get it we're not just signing a guy based off like you know word of mouth like Nagy or some shit like oh andy reed said he was good no like this guy is well established he has a good resume and we're bringing him in to take over yeah i mean i think james and i we were both pretty confident about it. we're not confident we haven't seen him in action yet but positive on the signing we were like this is 
this could be good. He's had success in the past. He's not a nobody. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm totally good with the Waldron signing. Waldron deck or Waldron. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're riding that. Saying all year long. All right, James, any other thoughts on Waldron? Just so you guys hit it on the head, but I'd just say just having someone who's done it before, has been an offensive coordinator, just and wasn't working with an all-star caliber quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, i.e. Luke Getze. So, um, yeah, no, I like it. I don't know enough about him yet, but um, I'm anxious to see what training camp looks like and kind of see him in front of the the press, see, see him give a press conference because I don't think they did one when they hired him. But, yeah, I mean, we like it. I like it too. Go one ahead. more thing real quick on this that I found interesting. I saw the stat and I just pulled it up here. Uh, this is going off the data between from week, through week five, so the first five weeks of the season. And the Seahawks were overall the, the best team, best offense in terms of EPA per play with 12 personnel. So it's two tight ends and a running back. Yeah. And that kind of, if you point to it, then judging that's probably because it took a while for JSN to like really get involved in that offense. But if you, when we go from the first pick and then the ninth pick right around there is also hovering is Brock Bowers. So, I mean, just brings up an interesting note of whether everybody's talking about wide receiver. I mean, you could Brock Bowers is elite. I mean, you look at offenses now, like a lot of offenses have like that elite tight end, but I like Komet. I'm not, I'm not saying we should draft Bowers, but it's just something to think about. Yeah, it's good that we could like, love with a coach that knows how to teach a quarterback, too. Yeah. Sounds like it, at least. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Waldron will obviously get into Marham later down the line here. Uh, but another big signing happened uh, a few days ago or late last week. Eric Washington the defensive coordinator he was with the buffalo bills he is now signed on with the bears uh this guy i've been reading up on him just a little bit he has like a ton of experience and he's been around the nfl he's helped players like he, these are some of the teams he's worked with he worked with the 1993 vikings and they're like i'm looking at this website it shows like the defensive line sacks per season. He's been with the defense. The 93 Vikings had 41 defensive line sacks going into like 2001 Rams, 2002 Bucks, like over 36 defensive line sacks. He was also a coach on the Bears with Lovey in 2012, and they had 38 defensive line sacks. And even these past years, like he's helped Ed Oliver and Kawan Short become good defensive line players. So Again, this guy's got a resume. His mentors were Lovey Smith and Rob Marinelli back in the day I read. So, again, like, and I think it was Ron Rivera who also worked with um, uh, Eric Washington in the past. He went on the Waddle and Sylvie show this week, gave the signing, uh, like, an A-plus rating. So, I don't know. I think Ron Rivera knows a little bit about defense. He's a Super Bowl champion as a linebacker. He maybe wasn't the best coach, but honestly, I think the resume, there's another resume available, and it's totally seen that Washington has had success in the past. So I like this signing too. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, he's 
you know, been around the league for a while. And uh, but it, it there's no indication that he's going to be calling the plays for the defense. But I mean, like you said, he's been able to develop like he's worked in the development process for like some of these stud, you know, linebackers and D linemen. So hopefully it helps out with that. And then I still think Flus is probably going to still take over play calling de- duties on the defense. But anything that could, you know, seems like that he's well liked in the locker room and stuff like that. So I think it's a good signing. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. I mean, new new coaches, we always, you know, we're always hype about them. But no, this guy being being with the Bears in 08 and 2010, I think it says here too, but I'm reading something else. It looks like he was with the Panthers as a DC in 18 and 19, and he was with Luke Keekley. Uh, when he got his all pro season in 18. So um, I like it. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Flus. I'm sure um, they're going back and forth and, you know, sharing ideas to see what works. But yeah, I mean, Flus has that relationship with the defense and um, they performed well at the end of the season. And just reading, I'm just doing like looking it over right now. And uh, I guess Brian Burns had some great things to say about Washington with his time in Carolina too. And so, yeah, seems like he's going to be well-liked in the locker room, hopefully. And especially with, you know, we had some locker room issues this year with like Claypool and shit. So, and then it's good that we're getting like well-established guys, you know, coaching issue. We had coaching issues. Exactly. Just all over the board. It was an absolute mess. Yeah. Oh, we'll see if this defensive coordinator can like stay on our team more than like one or two weeks this year. I think it was, yeah, right? he's been yeah. around the NFL for a while. Just looking at this tweet, uh, since 2010, like they just list his like defenses per year in 2015, 16, 17. He was the sixth ranked defense, second and third ranked in 16 and 17. And even last year on the Bills, they were the fourth ranked defense. And I also read that he could bring some Bills guys over back back to Chicago. Maybe Leonard Floyd, who has experience in Chicago before, could get him to come over. AJ Epinesa could be a guy. Also, Gabe Davis. He might looking for. He's looking for a home, maybe. So, low wide. No, fuck Gabe yeah. Davis. Okay, well, we don't can't care about <laughs> Gabe Davis, but I'll take Leonard Floyd back. I'm fine with that. Hundred percent, I would take Floyd back. Yeah. But... So that'd be cool. But I think we're all on board, and it seems like the other players who have given their takes are on board with Eric Washington as a coach. I like it. Yep. Cool. All right. Any other thoughts on that? I mean, that's just one of the recent moves the Bears made as coaching. They signed, uh, I think it was 26-year veteran, uh, Chris Beattie, as the, or he's like a 26 years of coaching experience as the wide receiver court, uh, coach. They got Chad Morton as the running back coach, and they got Thomas Brown as the passing game coordinator. So, it seems like just a complete overhaul of the staff. Um, and it, I wonder if they're setting up something. James, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the case, uh, which is unfortunate because they had their guy and they threw him to the wolves and had him with shitty coaches. And now here comes a bunch of veteran coaches who seem to have their heads screwed on straight for uh, this dipshit Caleb Williams. So, um I'm frustrated that it took them this long to finally realize, hey, maybe we should get people in the building who've done it before and have had success. And uh, 
At least they're doing it, though, finally, right? Yeah. At least they're doing it, sure, but it's for the – I mean, I don't know – I don't know what they're thinking over there. Maybe the decision's done. Even if Maybe we it... don't go with Caleb, which I think we should, it's still good for Fields. How? How? <laughs> no, even if we don't go with Caleb, we're getting all this, like, a legitimate staff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 100%. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it could it could go both ways, but when you get a whole staff for some, like... I agree. Staff, I agree. It might be yeah. need something, it, so... It took them long, long enough. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, and which is now it's just more of the Bears doing stupid shit. But you know, I'm glad they're finally doing it. Yeah, so I guess build, they're trying to build something, not just trying to, you know, fill seats. You know, for yeah. like get like seven to eight wins a year, just good enough to fill the seats, and then do that every year and rinse and repeat. Yeah, now we're actually true. trying to build something, and it's great. And yeah, the thing that's so great about this is like we don't have to start from ground zero. It's like you know, yeah. Like we have, we already have a good roster. Just add a few more pieces and then get a good staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, James, I mean, you it it could be read in. They're getting this whole new coaching staff to get Caleb Williams, but they could just be getting a new staff to say, "Hey, Fields, we're giving you all the pieces. We're gonna try to make this work." So it could go both ways. I guess we shouldn't read into it, but we should be happy that they're actually making moves to better the team. Yeah, yeah, that's the. I'm happy about that, but I still. Um, you just don't understand why they didn't help Fields in any of these aspects. Yeah, like I don't even. I don't. I can't recall who was the passing game coordinator last year. I don't know if that was even a position. So. I'm frustrated with it. I'm happy that, you know, it seems like the team, the organization's taking a step forward and doing some research on some hires, but this draft is full of stud players and everybody keeps calling this quarterback generational, generational, generational. There's been plenty of guys who've been called generational. Trevor Lawrence, Bijan Robinson, nowhere near generational, maybe in the wrong spot. Maybe Bijan Robinson's a little young, but I know Trevor Lawrence isn't generational. So um they weren't calling Lawrence generational. He was just probably no, the most pro ready. That's what it was. And what and was that true or no? I mean he was I mean he he was pro ready, yeah. I mean, right when he came in, but he's not like a stud. Generational, I'd probably say, yeah, they fucked up with like Jamarcus Russell. But like they got like Andrew Luck, right? That was good. That's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, so We'll figure out what's going to happen, but I do want to allude to another comment James wrote down in our notes here. And yeah, I heard this same exact thing I'm going to talk about here, too. So Colin Coward said that Caleb Williams and his whole posse just do not want to end up in Chicago. And he's living in a penthouse. It's such bullshit. Above... It's such bullshit. It's not oh, true. Not true? I mean, he's it's living no in a way. penthouse above Los Angeles right now. So... I I mean, who like who doesn't want to be in LA during the cold that's weather? True. Yeah, I guess. But I I've this is the second time I've heard it, or a few times. So hopefully, it's all BS. It is BS. I mean, this is really the best possible scenario for a number one pick ever, probably. Explain. Name, name another. Name another. That? Name another team that's been this good with a number one pick in the last like twenty years. I can't, but that's Poles' magic from last year. Just so happens. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Draft. 
So, but like, what is Caleb? What could Caleb possibly expect for another team? Like, what could be a better situation for a number one pick? Does he expect the fucking Niners to have the number one pick? No. No. Okay, no, I agree with you. I like what you're saying. This is the best possible number one picks, like landing spot for a quarterback. And so, I uh, maybe quarterback, maybe not. You'd argue. I mean, Bears have never had good. Quarterback. Yeah, it's the Chicago but, Bears. Let's remember yeah, that, Kevin. I agree. I agree. But in terms of the roster itself, the talent on the roster, this is the best team that's had the number one pick in so long. But it's like you can think about it as, oh, he's like this. He's like this cool guy from L.A. trying to come to the blue-collar town of Chicago. He may not like it, but we do have something good going on here right now. So he shouldn't yeah, be I mean, if, if he he's, if he's If he's fucking good, which he looks he looks fucking good, he, I mean, he can't pass up on – I mean, yeah, I think Fields is good, but I don't – like, I think the difference between Caleb's upside is pretty trash, like – Pretty big, and Caleb could be very fucking good. And you can't, you can't. If Fields doesn't put us over that hump, if we, if we stuck with Fields, and like we just sneak into the playoffs or don't make the playoffs, but we don't make a run, like you can't justify passing up on two number one overall picks two years in a row, and while sticking with Fields, yeah, you can't. There's no way to justify that. No, I think I think you're right, Kale. You're swinging me a little bit here because. I mean, it's this is this guy has been highly touted for years, and he yeah. people have wanted him, and I think we just we have to get him at this. You got to take him. You have to take him. Like I, yeah, I love Fields, him. and for like right after that Packers game last game of the season, I still was like, I want Fields. Fields is my guy, but that was just like me riding my horse as a Bears fan. Through the ball, we did feel dirty. We did feel dirty. It's unfortunate. I think the kid's good. But Caleb is a general – like, I think he's a generational prospect. I think he's that good. The arm talent – like, his arm talent is crazy. I mean, if you see – if you watch his tape, it's insane the throws this kid makes. He can throw it far. Throw it far. He can throw it accurate. Yeah. And, like, hey. and, it's, and a lot of it's, like, with a shit O-line. Uh, like, the worst defense cool. league. But, again, so, like, I'll refute that. Con. We could, we're we done talking about the same. in the past 12. They don't play months. defense there. He's coming to the NFL where he can't do that run around and schoolyard bullshit every fucking play. He was good with oh, he was good with Oklahoma too before he went to USC. I don't, I don't care. Not remember that when he took over. Uh, That's another Rangers, conference that doesn't Rangers play defense. That's another conference that does not play any defense. So you could only take quarterbacks out of the Big Ten and the SEC. Is that your argument? Um, I mean, it's not my argument, but I'm saying like. So then, what? What are you? What's the difference? With what you're saying? My played in the Pac-12, so there's not good enough defenses there. Pretty much, yeah. When two of the when both of the conferences I just listed had teams from the that were in the college football playoff this year. What? Washington was in the college football playoffs. Texas was in the college football playoff. That's the Big Twelve and the Pac-12, right there. Like what? What more competition do you want? Like obviously, yes, I'd want an SEC guy, but you can't pass up on a guy. Like what about fucking like Josh Allen? Who also, Pat Mahomes was out of the Big Twelve, by the way. And what about like Josh Allen, who went to fucking Wyoming? I mean, that one's just out of right field. But I mean, yes, Mahomes was a Big Twelve guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can fit whatever narrative you want to fit, Kale. But all I'm looking at is the stats. 
ranked teams. He lost at Notre Dame, 48 to 20. He lost at home against Utah, a ranked team, 34-32. Then he lost to Washington. How much, okay, so look at the points that they're putting up. Still putting up points. The offense is still moving. They have the worst yeah. defense. They probably had the worst defense in the Pac-12, like them or Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you can't ignore that they went six and six. As they, they're USC. Ignore they, it. It's USC. Ignore they're it. They're bad every fucking year. He's generational. He's putting up numbers. He's lighting it up. He's making highlights. Yeah. The team around sucked. Yeah, it's yeah. I guess you can't have Marquise Lee as your wide receiver at USC. You, who, the fuck, who the fuck drafts a guy based off wins in college? Dumb fuck. <laughs> I guess I know where you guys stand. I know where I stand. I watched the full season of Chicago Bears football. I know who Justin Fields is, and I he's not the problem. He has not been evaluated. He has not been given the tools. The O line was in and out of the hospital all year. He has two weapons, DJ Moore and Cole Komet. Darnell Mooney had 400 yards. You go in the draft, you trade down, you get Marvin Harrison, then you get an lineman, you keep Justin. All right, Jamo, this is what oh. I'll say. I'll and then you get that ball after trading KO. You know what happens? Maybe next year, another top pick. Oh, wait, in that package as well, maybe a second and a third. Next thing you know, the team's being built out, not from just quarterback, throw them into the fire like we do every day. Jamo, we're the fucking Bears. We need to get this right. We need to have a quarterback. You need to have a quarterback. We cannot expect to win a Super Bowl without having the quarterback figured out. We have one. I think Justin Fields is good. Okay, so this is what I'm gonna say. If we had if we well, didn't up with this pick, comment. If we, if we had even the second or the third pick, I'd say yes. Stick with Justin. Don't there's no we don't take a quarterback. We build with Justin. Let's try to do that. But because we had the number one pick and because Caleb is that good of a prospect, we have to take him. Okay. He's got a point there. Sam, Even if like the second like, pick, if we had the second pick, if we had the second pick, just one spot below, I'd say keep Justin. But because we have the number one pick, and because Caleb's that good, I think we have to take him. That's the thing. Caleb is that good. I don't know what that means, Kevin. I don't know what that means. The prospect is the best prospect. If you look at his tape, the tape's insane. You bring in a guy like that. If Everybody's can... tape's insane. It's it's tape. It's highlights. No, it's diff- like the throws he's making. It's like there's guys that in the NFL that they cannot make that throw. Like there's only like two guys, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, that could probably make some of these throws that Caleb's making. Like they're pl- that's what stands out like, when I'm comparing him and Justin. It's like I'm looking at some of these throws he's making. I'm like, Justin cannot make that throw. He cannot make that play. Yeah, Fields could do some crazy shit with his legs, but I don't care about that when I'm draft- taking a quarterback. I want a guy that could – Throw the ball downfield consistently, make make reads consistently, like, you know, yeah. That's how you that's how you get these consistent offenses that work like that are you could have you could over time even for year in year out if you have a quarterback that's like consistent, like you could be good every year. Like look at look at the Chiefs, they have no weapons besides Kelsey. They're in the Super Bowl again because they have Mahomes. Fucking read. Yeah, if you got one cor- good quarterback and like at least like one or two weapons, you'll be all right on offense. And you have a good offensive line too. Yeah. 
But no, I love the debate. Tonight's debate was great. One of the best we've had in a long time. I hope you guys continue next episode. Yeah. Or you can keep going now. I don't care. I mean, we no, got no, no. I think I think we've said enough, but I mean it's I, I mean we're we're gonna be talking about it all off season. Yeah. I I understand where you're coming from, KO, and we're gonna get into it more and who knows? He could be traded tomorrow. So but no, appreciate the debate. Good debate. Yeah. Yeah. Guys are both good. That was very good. I enjoyed listening to that. And I want to say that I'm not fully flipped the script yet to take Caleb Williams, but I do realize this is the number one pick we have, and this is a guy who's been talked about for a long time. So yeah, I see it as an option. I see both as an option. So I mean, just imagine if he comes on and he's Pat Mahomes, and we stuck with Fields. We pass him up again. Yeah. Like, there's no way to justify that. Yeah, they like if if he does. Is he if Caleb Williams is like the worst quarterback and we like totally strike out, everyone is gonna be like, Yeah, I mean, I would have done the same thing that you guys did. I would have drafted yeah, him. At least got yeah. So that's why I was saying I was arguing that one point before wouldn't be the worst idea to keep take keep fields and draft Caleb. That's true. If we're not gonna get anything really out of it, I mean. At least you make sure you have a quarterback. Like you, we won't. You cannot fuck that situation up. We have a quarterback. Good point. We still have t- so much draft capital. We still have so much money, and but we we're the Bears, and we'd finally have a quarterback. And we have a solid backup whose name's not like Trevor Simeon or something. Exactly. And well, then also just think about like you know all these. I mean, the Packers have done it for the past three times. They've had a QB. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre. They've Aaron Rodgers got groomed by Favre. Jordan Love got groomed by Rodgers for, for a year or two. And then also, I mean, look at Mahomes stand on the bench for a year or two with Alex Smith. I mean, it's good for these guys to not come in right away and force them. To... The thing is with Caleb Williams and the Bears, the Bears are not like a fucking 0-14 or, you know, 2-14 and 14 team. They're actually a solid roster. Like, it wouldn't be like Trevor Lawrence with the Jags his first year, you know? Sure. Yeah, well, we still got – uh. I mean, we do have an offensive coordinator now, which is good. And our coach, our head coach, Eberflus, is what he is. I mean, he's good at defense, and I think that's what he should focus on, right? Would you agree, Kyle? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, we're going to talk about this for many months until the draft. Um, we'll bring some new people on, see what they say on the show. Um, but, yeah, I think that's good Bears talk for now. Should we get anyone in free agency? I guess we could ask for that if you know any free agents. I haven't looked at free agents at all, but I think I actually did see – pretty sure there's some solid wide receiver talent in free agency. All right. Like well, I think so. I think the top ones are probably restricted free agents. So I saw, like, T. Higgins or something, and I think he's probably Alvin restricted. Ridley. Yeah, Ridley was the other one. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'd be open to grabbing Ridley. For and sure. Saquon, Saquon Barkley's a free agent too. Oh yeah, I saw that, but we cannot overpay for a fucking running back. Agreed. Michael Pittman, Mike Evans. Pittman would be awesome. I'd love Michael Pittman. That'd be so cool, yeah. Marquise Brown. Uh, I think Mike Williams. I don't know if I want him though. So Mike Williams can't he only plays four games a year. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll talk Bears free agents and more Bears coaching stuff next week. Um, but, yeah, honestly, great debate, boys. Great debate. Yeah, uh, great debate, Jamo. Yes, yep. sir. 
Jambo, don't get too hard feelings if uh, your boy Fields is gone. I mean, I will. That's the that's just the thing. I'm like, I'm not switching up on him. Like the I've I listened to the uh, this is the last point. I listened to the six seventy the score radio station all last year, and a couple of their hosts were just QB one party. Justin, him, him, him. This week, when I was out of town and I wasn't able to listen, and I'm just seeing clips on my feed, and it's just a total one eighty, and it's just. I don't know if this guy is who everybody says he is. I'll be fine with it. But if he's not, I'm going to let everybody know. So, Jamo, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, and but that's where comes in like the last few weeks of the season. Remember, like when I was on the podcast the one time I said, now that we're officially like out of the playoffs or whatever, like we're basically done. It was the week before that Vikings game when Fields made the game when he drive, but it was still the shittiest game ever. The whole goal of the rest of the season was to just let Fields air it out, do his thing, so we could at least evaluate him, which they only did it, like, two of those weeks until the end of the season. The other games were, like, complete shit. Which, But, like, and now we're stuck in this scenario where we have the number one pick with a generational prospect and still, like, not that much to go off with with Fields. It sucks. It's so unfortunate. Like, we did Fields dirty. Like, I think Fields oh. is, has talent. And, like, I wanted to win with Fields so bad. Same. I still would love to win with Fields, but, I mean, it's, you can't – I just don't think you justify passing out the pick. I hear you, bro. Yep. All right. Well, there's work in progress, but we're moving along nicely here. All right. Uh, it's just some NFL playoffs, NFL coaching. Um, playoffs really quick. We only got 10 minutes left. All right. Thanks, Zoom. Um, all right. Oh, NFL playoffs. Uh, it looks like it's going to be the Chiefs versus the 49ers. Here we are again. It feels like just a few years ago, folks. Um, we get to see Kelsey and Taylor Swift and Brock Purdy, the greatest quarterback of all time, hashtag MVP. Uh, it's, I might watch the Nickelodeon broadcast because I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, not, nobody wanted the Super Bowl, no. but uh, it's going to be a good game for sure. Um, yeah, I kind of think I want the Chiefs to win, low key, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, but I don't even know what to bet. I mean, I'm was I'm praying this line hits three, but I don't think the books are going to let it hit three ever. Uh, right now, the spread's two and a half, but if it hits three, I'm going to hammer the Chiefs immediately at plus three, but. There's, I don't think the books are gonna get it to that. So, I just take, I just take the plus money line. I mean, they're gonna win, dude. Like the Chiefs are gonna win that game. Yeah, I the think defense. Oh yeah, if it stays at two and a half, I'm taking money line. But if it hit three, sure, you gotta take, take the points for sure. Take a field. It's a lot of value on a field goal. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, poor Lions. I guess we could give them a. Uh, Shout out, but I mean, like again, you're the Lions. You lost. Yeah. What's next? Also, a good thing. I mean, if the Chiefs win, at least, uh, maybe next year, kind of the Taylor Swift shit goes to rest because they won their Super Bowl or whatever. NFL won't be going nuts over it. I'm, yeah. I can only pray. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm tired of it all. Well, I think they are gonna win. Go the Lions game. The Lions. The Lions game was interesting. I mean, you had them up. A fuck ton in the first half, and then Dan Campbell tries to be too cute, and yeah, you take field goals there, even if you don't, even if your kicker it doesn't have a great percentage from forty five plus, 
you yield and go up three possessions. Yeah. He's the most overrated coach in the league. Everybody loves him because he's like this big locker room guy, but he's lost single handedly lost some like three games a season doing that shit. Like I get it. You you don't want to kick. You you're you got big balls. You want to fucking go for it every time. It's a fourth and four in the NFC Championship from the four yard. Kick the damn field goal and go up three scores. It's like even if he misses, still the same shit than not getting the first down. It's the same shit. And you can try one to maybe get the point. You could try it on fourth and maybe score, but you're you're attempting to get points with the field goal. But yeah, and then we didn't touch on this in the. Well, we're getting in the coaching now, but that OC for the Lions, he's not leaving. And if he was leaving, I feel like Campbell would be, you know, in over his head a little bit. But that, 100%. Was, a, that was a shock that he's not leaving. Was yeah, he had some offers. Okay, for sure. Ben Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Lions, they uh, were up. It was like Eminem waving and C uh C J G J whatever. Um yeah. he was waving oh, I was so to the crowd. Sorry. No, I keep going. I didn't mean nothing. Oh yeah. They're just no. waving to the crowd. So yeah, this could be Chiefs, 49ers. Uh we'll see. It's not this weekend, it's next weekend. It's eleventh of February. Yeah. All right, a few other coaching this hires around the league. Um, you got Raheem Morris going to Dallas, Mike McDonald to Seattle. Um, Dan Morris went to Atlanta. What? Morris went to Atlanta. Oh, what did I say? Uh, Dallas. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mahomes Didn't you just Park say he's got Kingsbury too? Yeah, that's the breaking news that we came on in the uh, clip. Kings. Oh, no, that was the Raiders. The offensive the Raiders. coordinator of the Raiders, Dave Can- Canales in Car- going to Carolina, Dan Quinn to Washington. Oh, Canales. Canales going to Carolina? Yes. Wow. Is he head coach? Uh, I believe so. Wow. Yep. So, that was the guy that was the guy that was in uh Seattle with Waldron. I think he was know. in Tampa. I think he was in Tampa. Oh, yeah, this last year, that's what I was and then he revived Baker's career. And that was like the yeah. Interesting. Canals is good. Canals is a good coach. Yeah. And Dan Quinn, I honestly didn't see that one coming. I thought he was just the Cowboys were gonna try to keep him, but hey. Head coaching position opened up. Good for him. Where did he go again? He's uh commanders. That was that was really interesting because the Washington job and the Seattle job took a very long time. I was wondering who was gonna take it. And then I mean, Dan Quinn and you know, yeah, Mike McDonald from the Raven. I don't know who that is, but Seattle's kind of in no man's land, I think. They've everybody's left. Oh, let's talk about that Ravens Chiefs game. That Ravens, yeah. man, they, that offense was that game plan made zero sense. Yeah, that, that's like how could you, how could you watch Chiefs handle Ravens easy? Yeah, how how could you watch the the Chiefs and Bills game the week before, where all they, I mean, they just ran it down their throats the whole game, and then you come out in this game in the pouring rain, and only your running backs only get six combined carries. Yeah. Makes sense. Like Gus Edwards, first play of the game, runs for 15 yards. You didn't see him the rest of the game. You run the damn ball. Yeah. Even like Lamar's yards on the ground didn't hit. Yeah. And if they're, you led the league in rushing attempts and rushing yards the whole season, you just didn't run. And they, they flowers fumble in the end zone. Oh, that was brutal. 
after doing the taunting the bullshit. taunting yeah the play after the, like two plays after the taunting can't do that oh wow i just are okay we're talking football obviously but i just got an update saying that the orioles are close to getting burns close to agreeing for burns that'd be a huge move for the orioles wow that would be big owen zimmerman not on the show yeah wow okay well interesting uh, I guess that segues perfectly to my MLB news segment here. We got three minutes left, boys. I'm just going to literally give you a quick rundown of what happened in the last few days of MLB moves. So uh, Hector Neris, uh, he's a reliever, pretty good. He was on the Astros. He's heading to the Cubs on a one-year deal. Jorge Polanco traded to the Seattle Mariners. That's a good second-base move for them. Uh, James Paxton going to LAD. Joey Gallo. To Washington, Justin Turner is going to play third base for the Blue Jays. Jack Peterson is going to be heading to Arizona. Errolis wow. Chapman is going to back end the bullpen in Pittsburgh. Jazz Chisholm loses his arbitration hearing. You don't hear about that much. Why do you lose? Uh, and then Joe Smith, who is the husband of Allie LaForce, the TNT sideline reporter, he retired. He was a MLB champion with the Astros back in the day. That's the uh, and then Cody Bellinger is still out there, still waiting. The Cubs just don't want to do anything. That's MLB news, boys. That was great, Sam. I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Jack, you. Jack Peterson to Arizona. I didn't hear about that. Damn. Yep. Hey, don't forget the blockbuster move the Sox signing John Brebia. League breaking. Oh, I what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> add that in your segment. Yeah, league breaking move. I mean, the league is fucked. <laughs> oh, uh, in other news, the Cubs signed Carl Edwards to a minor league contract. Weren't the Cubs also thinking about grabbing Turner? Yeah, yeah. they were thinking they, were... they need a third. Well, they got Bush now to play third. So is Chapman yeah. still out there, Matt Chapman, or is he gets, did he get picked up? I think he's still out there too. He was, I, yeah, I saw on Twitter that the Cubs were going to make a move on him this week, but I don't know. Get coat, just get bring Ballinger home. Yeah, like, just come on. Just do it. Oh my I mean, gosh, it's tough. I think I think that's uh, I think it's a failure in off season if if all they did if your Craig Council was your big off off season signing. I know, seriously, and Iman Imanaga, I'll take him. Oh yeah, Shoto. Yep. Okay. So, all right, boys. I think that was a that was a fantastic episode. We're getting in the swing of things here. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. was a that was a fiery debate. Good stuff. And then yeah, just quick NHL. It's the All Star break, All Star game. I think this weekend. Um, yep. Bedard won't yeah. be playing, uh, but we'll be able. Oh, to see. Uh, big move, uh, Lindholm. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That Lindholm, Lindholm trade, going from the Calgary Flames to Vancouver, and the guy Kuzmenko that Calgary, like Calgary. They trade Lindholm, get that huge package. That Kuzmenko guy was supposed to come to the Hawks in a trade. So, yep, just classic. For the Windy City Wire, this has been Sam Snagley, James Reese, and Kevin O'Malley. Thanks for listening. See you guys.